I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that honors the dead by sharing their stories with the living. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're celebrating the multifaceted life and work of the Merchant of Menace himself, horror movie legend Vincent Price. The day was October 25th, 1993. Prolific actor Vincent Price died at his home in Los Angeles at the age of 82. Over the course of his nearly 60-year career, Price appeared in dozens of films and more than 2,000 TV shows. He also gave numerous standout performances on stage, wrote a couple of best-selling cookbooks, and was a devoted and generous patron of the fine arts. But without a doubt, he was best known, both in life and in death, as the suavely sinister star of countless classic, and not-so-classic, horror films. His villains weren't your garden-variety monsters, though at six foot four, he certainly could have played those, too. Instead, Price often played the role of a corrupted mad doctor, inventor, or scientist, someone whose natural talents had been warped and twisted for evil purposes. 
He used his distinct, silky voice and contemptuous manner to imbue those characters with a kind of debonair menace. But by all accounts, his intimidating on-screen presence was just the result of good acting. In real life, the master of the macabre was actually one of the kindest, gentlest people you could ever meet. Vincent Leonard Price Jr. was born on May 27, 1911, in St. Louis, Missouri. His family was fairly well off, or as he later put it, quote, not rich enough to evoke envy, but successful enough to demand respect. The Price family fortune was established by the actor's paternal grandfather, who had invented the first baking powder with a cream of tartar base. Vincent's father also found success in the food business by becoming president of the National Candy Company. It's unclear what role this family history played in Vincent's own love of good food and gourmet cooking, but regardless, he would later describe it as one of the three great passions of his life, right alongside acting and fine art. Speaking of fine art, Vincent Price was introduced to it at an early age through a book that belonged to his older sister. He fell in love right away and bought his first art print when he was just 11 years old. It was a Rembrandt sketch titled Two Nude Models, One Standing, and it cost him a year's worth of weekly allowance. Luckily for Price, his parents supported his interest in the arts and had the money to send him on a grand tour of Europe's museums and other cultural centers when he was just a teenager. He later earned a bachelor's degree in English from Yale University and a master's degree in art history from the University of London. Price had intended to become a professor of art, but while pursuing his degree in London, he developed an interest in stage theater and resolved to be an actor instead. His first role, which he had auditioned for on a dare, was an American policeman in a production of the 1926 play Chicago. Price was such a natural talent that the director gave him a much larger role in his next production, a play about Queen Victoria titled Victoria Regina. London critics praised Price's portrayal of Prince Albert, and the actor continued in the role, opposite Helen Hayes, during the show's 18-month run on Broadway. Two years later, in 1938, Vincent Price made the leap to film and began working as a character actor in several different genres. Many of his early roles were historical figures, such as Sir Walter Raleigh, King Charles II, and Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism. He also dipped his toes into the horror pool in 1939, appearing with Basil Rathbone and Boris Karloff in The Tower of London. The following year, he portrayed the title character in The Invisible Man Returns, though he wasn't actually the villain of that film. Thirteen years later, Price got his big break with House of Wax, one of the first movies filmed in 3D. In the film, Price played a deranged sculptor who used real human bodies coated in wax to populate his museum. He was definitely the villain that time around, but Price added notes of comedy and tragedy to his performance, making the character much more compelling than the average movie killer. Here's a clip to show you what I mean. It startled you, eh, seeing me here? That's an understatement. I thought you were dead. Jared is dead. I am a reincarnation. I still don't understand how you escaped from the fires. Mystery to me too, Mr. Wallace. As for my hands, they're no use to me now. As a sculptor, I can't control them, but they serve for ordinary functions. But you're beginning again? With the help of my pupils, yes. 
I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. Send them out in the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death. Audiences and critics alike seem to appreciate Price's more nuanced approach to horror, something that had been missing from the genre for years. House of Wax proved a big hit for Warner Brothers, and Vincent Price went on to star in many more successful horror films throughout the 1950s. Some of his most famous from that era include House on Haunted Hill, The Fly, and The Tingler, a campy movie about a parasite that feeds on fear. Thanks to his considerable range and charm, Vincent Price continued to act in non-horror movies as well, including the Bob Hope comedy Casanova's Big Night in 1954 and Cecil B. DeMille's biblical epic The Ten Commandments in 1956. By the end of the decade, though, Price was taking on more and more villainous roles, a fact that many in the press began to scrutinize. At the time, thrillers and horror movies were taken much less seriously than they are even today, and in some critics' minds, working on them was beneath the talents of a serious actor. However, Price saw the issue much more practically. As he put it, quote, I like to be seen. I love being busy and I believe in being active. I know some people think I've lowered myself as an actor, but my idea of professional decline is not working. And so, undeterred and quite enjoying himself, Vincent Price kept making horror movies. In the 1960s, he appeared in an acclaimed series of films adapted from the short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. Working with director Roger Corman, Price delivered memorably fiendish performances in movies such as House of Usher, The Pit and the Pendulum, and The Mask of the Red Death. By that point, Price had joined the ranks of gothic horror legends like Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, and Peter Lorre. He was synonymous with all things spooky and macabre, and that reputation made him a kind of cult figure among the younger generation. They just couldn't get enough of the flamboyant sophisticate who kept popping up in all those creepy old movies. Price played into that affection by taking on comedic roles that parodied his own on-screen persona. He was the villainous egghead in the campy Batman TV series starring Adam West, and in 1965, he portrayed the dastardly Dr. Goldfoot in a sci-fi farce called Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. And if you think that title's absurd, wait till you hear the theme song by The Supremes. Around the same time Dr. Goldfoot hit theaters, Price finally took his place in the old family food business. First, he released a cookbook called A Treasury of Great Recipes, which he had co-written with his second wife, Mary. It was so well received that they worked on several other cookbooks, and Price even went on to host his own cooking miniseries on television. It was called Cooking Price-Wise, and later spawned a cookbook of the same name. But Price's culinary exploits didn't stop there. He also recorded and released a collection of cooking tutorials on vinyl. 
For instance, here's a clip from his recipe for Viennese stuffed eggs. I then mashed the yolks with two tablespoons of mayonnaise, one teaspoon of mustard. When this is smooth, I mix in four tablespoons of finely chopped cooked ham, one tablespoon of minced gherkins, and one teaspoon of spice salt. I then mound the filling into the whites and garnish them with paprika and little diamonds of ham. These look beautiful surrounding the mushrooms. The colors, as well as the flavors, provide an interesting set of contrasts. Making movies and writing cookbooks kept Price pretty busy, but he still found time to indulge his third great passion, fine art. He had amassed an impressive private art collection and routinely lent it out for exhibition while he was shooting films. Throughout his life, the actor also made generous donations to museums and art foundations, including one that he himself founded, the Vincent Price Gallery at East Los Angeles College. He wasn't just a patron of the arts, though. He was also an expert. He gave many popular lectures on the subject at college campuses, and in 1972, he penned the best-selling coffee table book, A Treasury of American Art. Meanwhile, Vincent Price's film career continued to thrive, thanks to his newfound cult status. In the early 1970s, he churned out a few more fan favorites, including Theater of Blood and the abominable Dr. Fibes. But soon after, he began passing on on-screen film roles in favor of voiceover work and TV guest appearances, including on more than 300 episodes of the game show Hollywood Squares. In the 1980s, Price returned to his villainous roots as the voice of Professor Radigan in the Disney animated movie The Great Mouse Detective. He also flexed his horror muscles by providing the voiceover for Michael Jackson's thriller music video, and by starring in the single-season cartoon, The Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. In that show, Price played the mysterious Vincent Van Gool, a character patterned after the Marvel comic superhero Doctor Strange, and, of course, after Vincent Price himself. And because I know there's at least a few Scooby-Doo fans out there listening right now, here's a taste of Price's opening narration. This is a warning to all living mortals that whosoever opens this chest of demons will release 13 of the most terrifying ghosts upon the face of the earth. <laughs> the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. During the 1970s and 80s, Vincent Price also lent his iconic image and voice to commercials, advertising a variety of products, from candy bars and board games to wine coolers and credit cards. There's not a bad spot in the bunch, but the best ones lean into the actor's spooky pedigree, as is the case in this late 80s ad for bathroom cleaner. Is scrubbing mildew making your shower a chamber of horrors? Spray on Tylex Instant Mildew Stain Remover and mildew stains vanish with no scrubbing. Try Tylex and escape the torture of scrubbing. Among the 100 or so movies that Vincent Price made, one of his personal favorites was Tim Burton's 1990 cult classic Edward Scissorhands. In it, Price returned to the kind of roles that had made him famous by playing the eccentric inventor and surrogate father of the film's title character. It was one of the actor's final performances, and the role had been written specifically for him. 
Director Tim Burton had been a lifelong fan of Vincent Price and had already paid loving homage to his idol once before in the 1982 stop-motion short film Vincent. Price agreed to do the narration for Vincent, calling the short a greater tribute than a star on Hollywood Boulevard, an honor which he also received, twice in fact, one for movies and one for television. By now, you probably don't need me to tell you that Vincent Price was much more than a B-movie horror actor. In addition to his other acting roles, which actually outnumber his horror movie credits, Price was an accomplished author, art historian, gourmet cook, and public speaker. Unfortunately, he was also a lifelong smoker. He suffered with emphysema for many years, and on October 25, 1993, he died of lung cancer in his Sunset Hills home in Los Angeles. According to a spokesman, Price's family was with him when he passed, including his son, Vincent Barrett, and his daughter, Mary Victoria. With a career spanning six decades, there's a strong chance you've seen and likely enjoyed at least one of Price's many standout performances. But don't feel bad if you've never seen the highbrow stuff. He wasn't ashamed of his spine-chilling legacy, and you shouldn't be either. After all, there are a lot worse things in life than scary movies. For as the actor once said, quote, Films that deal with drug addiction, crime, and war are the real horror films. In a world where slaughter and vicious crimes are daily occurrences, a good ghoulish movie is comic relief. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback directly to me at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Lastly, I want to give a special shout-out to Scooby-Doo fan extraordinaire Brooklyn Farmer, as well as to her siblings Ava, Charlotte, and Xavier, and to their mom, Danny. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and be sure to keep an eye out for Vincent Van Gogh during your next Scooby Marathon. Thanks, as always, to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another scary day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 